game week. The Dukes in Middle Tennessee at Bridgeforth Stadium on Saturday. 6 o'clock the kickoff, 5 o'clock our pregame over on WSBA and the JMU Radio Network. Let's talk some Blue Raiders football, though, with the voice of Middle Tennessee. That is Chip Walters in his 32nd season. Is that right? Uh, 37th, Seventh. I think. 7th, whoa, yeah. holy moly. And, uh, and uh, actually, uh, this will be my 14th in the play-by-play chair, okay. and I served other roles prior to that. But 28 years ago, I was uh, in Harrisonburg for the – for the other game that, mm-hmm. that these two have played, and that was that was quite a contest. You're probably one of the few that that is has been at that game. Was at that game? Uh, yeah, you know, it, <laughs> it was, we. I, I'm one of those that uh, as as a radio guy, and I, you, you're probably the same way. When when you that was the first time we'd been there, mm-hmm. and so you kind of want to try to take advantage of, you know, when we. We're, we're we're very fortunate in our jobs to get to go to different parts of the country and see things that we might not normally get to see. So when I do remember there was a group of us because it was a night game that we got up early Saturday morning and drove to Charlottesville and went to Monticello and did a little <laughs> tour over there and came back and and, uh, and and played the game that night. And I remember our quarterback Kelly Holcomb, who ended up spending uh, twelve years in the NFL. Uh, had a great night, but uh, our kicker did not have a great <laughs> night, and and uh, it had three missed field goals, including one that would have won the ball game. So it ended up being, I think, twenty four twenty two, and and I would expect a similar type of close game one way or the other between these two tonight. I, I agree, no doubt about that. And you know, Chip, talk a little bit about just this Middle Tennessee for folks around here that don't know a lot about uh, the program. It's been a, I mean, Coach Stockstill's done a heck of a job. They're over a hundred victories. I've got to talk to him a couple times this week, and really impressed by by what he's done. And um, there's great tradition, great history with Middle Tennessee. Well, you know, we and, and the folks in Harrisonburg will, you know, you know, it's it, it, it's almost like okay, it, here's a rewind. You know, Middle was a one double A powerhouse in the 80s and 90s and uh and i mean we had and and this may sound like deja vu but we had so many battles with georgia southern Mm -hmm. and eastern kentucky uh in those days in 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 playoff games regular season games uh, uh battles with marshall in the playoffs and and you know and then as you look around you know that decision was made in the late 90s uh, because our university was was growing, our 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 city. We're now, you know, we're thirty minutes out of downtown. Now I can be right downtown uh, in in thirty five minutes. And but there's now our you know Murfreesboro has exploded. We're one hundred and fifty thousand people in this town and three hundred thousand people in our county. So the time was right to make the move. Yeah, there's still people who'd say, "Ah, we'd love to be still be playing <laughs> Tennessee Tech and Austin P." But right. you know, we it, it's it it was time and it was the right move. Uh, and at that point, uh, the right move was to go to the Sun Belt. And and ironically enough, you know, ten years, twelve years after being in the Sun Belt, it was absolutely the right move to go to Conference USA. Just the lay of the land of college football at the time, it was the right move. Well, obviously, you know, we've moved the deck chairs around a good bit, and, and, and the Sun Belt has done a wonderful job in, in what they've done. And, and you know, I, it's, it's very, you know, you've got in the, in the group of five, you've got five 
leagues now that are very unique but also have some some terrific similarities that you know I, I think that those of us who are part of the group of five uh, you know need to uh, need to exploit that a little bit more and, and and really beat our own drum a little bit and and don't apologize that we're not power five schools yeah uh, and, and a power five league matter of fact my my analyst who uh, this will be his first game he's brand new to our crew this year Jeff Murphy uh, for folks who, who like a good follow uh, on Twitter, uh, they have a – it's called the Group of Five Guys, uh, and they do a, a weekly podcast about Group of Five football. And that's all it is, is Group of Five football, whether it's the Sun Belt, Conference USA, Mountain West, the MAC. Uh, you name it, that, that's what they do. And, uh, and so he's, that, that's – we were in the same situation 20 years ago and, and, and at a, and a point to make a decision – that James Madison has been in for the last ten years, mm-hmm. and 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 you know it's been the right move. We've been to a ton of bowl games, uh, and gone to. I mean, we have played in bowl games from Honolulu to Nassau, and all <laughs> points in between. And you know, and that's been good for the fans. There have been great trips. The only the only downside is typically the the bowl we play in one of the bowls that that we're tied to they're always like the very first week so you got to make a quick turnaround <laughs> and quick trip planning to go but but it's been you know it's it's been a good move and and, and I think now as, as we're seeing things move around again like I said that the group of five has its own niche and and needs to needs to uh, to to celebrate that. Absolutely, no doubt about that. Again, this is the first time kind of being in the group of five, but it's it's special. It really is. And you're right. I think people need to talk about that a little bit more. We're talking to Chip Walters. He's the play-by-play voice at Middle Tennessee. The Blue Raiders come to Harrisonburg on Saturday to take on the Dukes. And you know, let's talk about this football team a little bit. Talking with Coach this week, um, these two teams seem to mirror each other. Do you see that in your prep work as well? Well, yeah, exactly, because, you know, uh, JMU lost a great defensive player. Middle uh, has lost a couple of guys, uh, I mean, through graduation and, and you know, the transfer portal mm-hmm. has had its effect on all of us. But, um, you know, we we lost a middle linebacker who, who was basically our – Play caller on the field for defense, and he he was a, a, a senior graduated. Uh, but Reed Blankenship had been uh, a starting free safety for four years, and and he made the fifty three man roster for the Eagles yesterday. So we're extremely excited for him. Absolutely. So trying to rebuild, you know, part of that uh, is is a big big deal. And uh, our defensive line is going to be the strength of the defense. And Jordan Ferguson, he was a guest on our coaches show on, on Monday night. And, um, he's, he's an incredible kid. And, but he, he talked about Devin Curtis, uh, who is, uh, listed as the number one middle linebacker. He said, we call him DC for two reasons. Number one, that's his initials. And number two, he's our defensive coordinator on the field. So they feel like, that Devin Curtis, as a redshirt freshman, is going to play a huge role uh, in 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 in, uh, in being able to get folks lined up correctly. The the four starters in the secondary are all new starters, but they they've all played uh, starter type minutes. So 
it, it, I think the biggest question mark defensively is is how is that linebacking crew going to going to work out on the offensive side? It appears uh, by all indications that Chase Cunningham is going to be the starter on Saturday, and he he inherited the job last year when Bailey Hockman left the football team after the UTSA game and Chase was going great guns until a season ending injury against Southern Miss. Nick Vadiato stepped in, who at the time was a true freshman, and led the team uh to a good finish, got in a bowl in the bowl game and was named MVP of the Bahamas Bowl. So Middle has the unique uh situation of having two quarterbacks that have both started games. Now the the run game has not been good the last two or three years, but Coach Stock talked on Monday night about. He said he he goes. I hope I'm not overly optimistic from what I've seen in practice. He Frank Pizant, uh, who uh, he's the the returning uh, running back, uh, and and he really runs with a lot of uh, passion, and uh, and and he he he's listed as the number one. Darius Bracey, who's a transfer from Central Michigan, uh, is number two, and he is a a a, a grad transfer, and uh, they really like him as well. Now, wide receiver is we've got this is probably the biggest, tallest group of wide receivers we've had in a while. So uh, that, as part of uh, Mitch Stewart's air raid offense, is a is a big thing. They've got to come through, but. It's going to be a rebuilt offensive line. Jordan Palmer uh, is the only true starter uh, that returns. Jaleel Riles uh, and Jaquee Graham started some games. Jaquee Graham started more games last year, but uh, you've got a lot of uh, – they went heavy juco uh, in the offensive line, and I think they came up pretty well, in particular going to the Kansas jucos. And uh, so we'll see how it all works out. Uh, as as with that group, but it's a work in progress, and uh, you know they've been extremely fast in in scrimmages that I've seen, and that's one thing that fans coming to the game on Saturday will see. They'll, they'll see a, a middle team that will try to play with a very very high tempo. Okay, we're talking with Middle Tennessee play-by-play voice Chip Walters, and with the, with Coach Stewart now coming in as the OC, is is his offense with that air raid office is it a lot different than than what was ran in the past at Middle? Not really. Uh, it, it's it's pretty similar. You you kind of go go back a little bit. Tony Franklin, who uh, most people will remember from his time with uh, either Auburn, which was a short experience there, or with with Cal. He was when Jared Goff was the the quarterback at Cal. Tony was there, and he he was at Middle, uh, uh, kind of bookending that part of his career. Uh, and he installed that that uh, that type of offense. Brent Deerman, uh, who uh, spent part of his career uh, at Auburn, uh, came in and 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 was here for one year last year and and did a good job. And and he he uh, took a, a position, an OC's position at FAU, and that opened the door. And Mitch Stewart comes in well Mitch Stewart had been at Murray uh as as head coach and an assistant Tony Franklin had once been uh an assistant he played at Murray and was an assistant there so they they all kind of go back to the Hal Mummy Mike Leach 
uh, mm-hmm. school of offense. And so that, that, that makes it not a whole lot different. Uh, and, and, but, you know, I'm sure there's different terminology, certain concepts that, that Mitch likes as opposed to Tony or, or Brent. But this will be the third offensive coordinator in three years. But really, uh, it, it, the, it, it, it all comes back to, you know, what's the head coach comfortable with? And this is the type of offense he wants. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and this is what he's comfortable with. So that's what we're going to see. And you mentioned that Cunningham was great last year before he got injured. 16 TDs, only three picks. And um, I, I know you, you lost some receivers, but a lot of good ones back. And uh, Yusuf Ali and Jalen Lane, those guys. Bud Tolbert looks like a transfer that's going to come in and make an immediate impact. So that group is pretty deep and talented out, out wide for Cunningham to throw to. Yeah, yeah. you, you, you look at those guys, and, 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 and then there's a guy like Jeremy Tate, Who's a transfer from Memphis? He's enormous. Uh, yeah, he's six five two fifty nine. He would normally be listed as a tight end. We just don't. In this, that's one difference in in Mitch Stewart and and the other guys is we do not list a tight end. They <laughs> they just get moved around. They're just big receivers, right? And and it's all just semantics. I mean, that guy he's still going to be uh, at the end of the line or in the slot, and and you know they're not going to put him out on, on the end, but you're going to see a lot of those other guys like Isaiah Gathings had a great year last year, DJ England Chesham, uh, and I'm interested to see uh, Bud Talbert for sure, along with uh, Yusuf Ali really came on at the end of the year, and Jalen Lane, uh, you know, he, he, is a, a, he is an electric player on the field, uh, whether he is uh, in the offensive uh, set or especially in special teams. No doubt he was outstanding last year in special teams. And again, we're talking with Chip Walters, the play-by-play voice at Middle Tennessee as they visit Bridgeforce Stadium on Saturday. And you mentioned the defensive line on that side. Um, Ferguson's special, isn't he? I mean, he's really good, but they, but Zaylen Wood, Richard Kinley, Marley Cook, all those guys are back and played a ton of reps. And they were, again, all those guys up front were, were, were big contributors a year ago. They were Zaylen Wood. Even uh, as a as a defensive end, he has a touchdown reception. Uh, <laughs> he came in and and played a fullback spot in a heavy set against FAU in the final regular season game that propelled Middle to the bowl game. Jordan Ferguson. I'll give you a little something on him. Uh, he I mean, as good a player as he is. Uh, here's a guy came out of. He grew up uh, in Cartersville, Georgia, right outside of Atlanta. Um, probably did not have the most favorable upbringing, but football was his outlet. Uh, and, you know, came to Middle Tennessee and, you know, sit, and he'll sit there and tell you that he struggled for a year and a half. Uh, you know, when things didn't go well for him on the football field, he tried to blame coaches or, you know, if things weren't going great in the classroom, he'd blame the teacher. Then he had an epiphany one day and said, you know, if I'm going to do this, it's up to me, and 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 I'm going to be responsible for everything that happens in my life, good or bad. And and from that point on, he has been, uh, you know, positivity has been his north star, and and he uh, he within the last oh twelve to eighteen months, he has started his own nonprofit to help homeless people. And, and and he's had several projects already, including uh, uh, a doing box meals for uh, homeless homeless people during the holidays in in Atlanta. 
and he also uh, he and several of his teammates uh, did a project uh, where they gave out blankets, had blankets donated, and gave them out to to homeless people in Nashville and in Murfreesboro, and uh, and and you know if you can, you know you you met you can you can see that he's six two two seventy one, but he's got uh, a heart and uh, that's as as big as any you'll see. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, when it's all said and done of what what you and I get to do, Dave, it's games and outcomes are great, but mm-hmm. we get to be around a lot of no outstanding people. And Jordan Ferguson is just one of those guys. Yeah, it, he's a guy you root for, even on the other side. When, when, when I heard yeah, about exactly. that stuff, I mean, that's a guy you root for. He, he, he seems like an unbelievable human being. So um, we need more of those in college football sometimes. <laughs> yep. But but Chip, as you've gone through this, um, you mentioned earlier you kind of expect this to be what what the '94 game. I mean, I do feel like this is going to be a tight, hard nosed, hard fought game, don't you? Don't you think? I do too. You know, and 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 uh, because I think both teams have a lot of the same mindset. Obviously, uh, you know, JMU has been terrific over the last you know 10 years and and uh and and now i mean the move to fbs i mean there is a difference and yeah there's no doubt uh, but 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 you know there's not a ton of difference from the elites of fcs when i think of you know people like jmu south dakota state north dakota state you know, Sam Houston, Jacksonville State. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's Georgia. You know, when Georgia Southern made the move, Coastal. You know, uh, there's, there's a whole lot of. Uh, there's not a lot of difference uh, when you move up from, you know, CAA or Ohio Valley or right. whatever. If you're one of those elite programs into the Sun Belter Conference USA, uh, you can you can go in and, and be competitive. So you know, I, I think the atmosphere is going to be. Uh, huge uh, Saturday, and that's one thing with a new team. First game out of the gate, uh, it'll be interesting to see how how our our team handles all of that. Typically, that's not been an issue. Uh, we've played you know anywhere against anybody anytime uh, in the last twenty twenty four years of being a one A football program. So. Uh, but you never know. I mean, it's, it, it all comes down to how those guys execute on the field on both sides. But I think it'll be good. You know, both teams are going to be extremely well coached. And, uh, and and Coach talked about it the other day. He goes, opening weekend, you just don't want to make the mistake <laughs> that right. it should be. Because he, he, he made the comment uh, on Monday night that he felt like that more games on the opening weekend are lost than are one, and you don't want to make you, you, it's if you can be the team that that plays the cleanest game from turnovers to penalties, that kind of stuff. You're going to have a great shot. No question, should be great again. A six o'clock kickoff here, five o'clock Central Time. But uh, again, our coverage begins at five over on WSBA. Chip Walters is the play-by-play voice at Middle Tennessee, and they come to Bridgeforth on Saturday. Chip, thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. Great stuff, and we'll see you this weekend. All right, make sure you have good weather for us. (laughs) It looks to be great right now. (laughs) All right, thank you.